and welcome once again to Never Tell Me the Odds, the Star Wars RPG podcast, the podcast where a group of improvisers and comedians play through the Star Wars RPG by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we go! I mean, you could find an issue and just kind of like watch the podcast on that, like just vigorously defend the confederate flag yeah. or something like that. <laughs> I like that. It's going to be called Keep the Flag Up. I've been wheezed when I laughed in a long time. <laughs> you sounded like a Snaggletooth. <laughs> Snaggletooth. Snidely Whiplashes. Sn- Snagglepuss? Is it... I don't know. I feel like there's two iterations of them. One from Wacky Races. Yeah, Wacky Races. And His name is Snidely or something. That's the owner. Twitter no. followers, weigh in. Snidely Whiplash, yeah. Snidely Whiplash is from uh, Dudley Do Right, not Wacky Races. You're thinking Wacky Races. <laughs> You're right. You're it's right. like, I'm Snidely. And then it's like, yeah. Muttley. Yeah. Muttley. Muttley. His name is Muttley. That's forget it, Twitter followers. Okay. We have the answer. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> All right. I got excited. Oh, I, I started the recording, so some of this may get in. Just FYI. I usually cut yeah, out all the racist shit. You but. don't want to miss this. <laughs> That's getting in. Like, we had that time we were talking about Ninja Turtle cakes. If we take that flag down, there's not going to be any more Ninja Turtle cakes. So and There's not going to be a lot of stuff. Keep, keep, keep. <laughs> America I'm, goes down the drain. <laughs> Gary, can you weigh in on that? No. <laughs> you want to wait in on the Confederate flag issue? Listeners, you can't see, but Gary's draped in the flag right now. <laughs> we told him to take it off, but he... I just had another one on here. But I just pissed myself on purpose. To ruin the flag. To ruin the flag. you're draped in it. Yeah, and urine. I'm draped in Confederate flag urine. (laughs) That just makes it stronger. (laughs) Muttley. It's fucking Muttley. I told I said that. I wasn't listening. You weren't listening. He's right next to you. They're seated right next to each other. You now have to keep all that so you can hear the distance (laughs) of time. Until she she caught up that was Muttley. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's get going. So Mm -hmm. let's go around the table and get uh, the names and faces of everybody we're playing with today. Starting on my left. Um, I'm Daniel Acker. I'm playing Derek, the android who doesn't realize he's an android, thinks he's an angsty teen, and he is, uh, you know, discovering uh, comics, uh, but about boring Earth people, and he is actually the creator of all the superhero characters you love and know today. <laughs> so you're welcome. No one ever thought to think of people having powers until Derek, I guess, malfunctioned. <laughs> well, you know, you're, that only exists in your head so far as a character. So if you don't make it out of the situation alive, it may die with you. Oh, I'm a fan favorite. I'll make it out. <laughs> <laughs> and no guarantees we are reaching the end game of episode one here, guys. So anyone is, is fair game for my deprivations. Yes. I'm Jeanette, and I play Lord here in the Star Wars RPG podcast. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Lord! Lord is a gentle lover. Uh, He's a (laughs) streetwise Jedi. uh, Pretty cool dude. Not quite a Jedi yet, a Padawan. Pat, well, he in his mind, he's like legit Jedi, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> their ability to push around small objects, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. I Can use my powers that? for awesome. God, I would fucking kill. I would probably literally kill to gain the real ability to manipulate objects. The Force in real life. Telekinesis. Right. Yeah, telekinesis. That's oh, murder would happen so quick. Right, if you could have that power, not even like big shit. Just if I could be like, oh, that beer. Like, no, you see, the thing is, is like that's not a big enough power trade for you to successfully cover up the murder. The murder. 
So you would need something that would allow you to evade. Life. I wasn't thinking that far ahead, and now I've killed that man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, and I, yeah, fuck. Okay, well, moving on. Uh, speaking of this guy who's talking right now, who's this guy? Hi, I'm Andrew. I play Giffy Bindu, who is a um, very old, um, very rotund ex ambassador mon cow. We all love Giffy. He's the Do he's we? the best. Apparently, we all love. Giffy. Well, because you all love horrible people. Yeah, actually, that is really resonant. We must have terrible listeners. <laughs> well, I love you, listeners, but you must be but terrible. You probably, you probably blow up an orphanage in order to make more money on eel slime. Apparently, <laughs> episode uh, four. If you guys want to go back and listen to when that happened, you don't. Uh, and finally. Uh, I'm Gary. I'm playing Malcolm Jane, a human bounty hunter assassin. Did we decide on Pearlman from Blade? I kind of thought we'd left on um, Hellboy, but before they finished putting the makeup on. Oh, yeah. So, if you'll accept that as an answer, I'll... I assume you're, like, bold on top, and you got kind of the top-knot thing going on. Uh, he's buzz. He's got buzz cut. Missing an arm. That's okay. kind of a big deal. Missing an arm. That is a big deal. Uh, it's on cut the top off, of my character sheet. Cut off by <laughs> Dark Jedi or Sith Typhon Soons. One arm cut off. So quickly, a quick note about that. Basically, that any check or anything you want to do that takes commonly is done with two arms, you're going to take two black setback die on, unless you, as a player, can justify to me what you're doing to compensate for that. All day. I will justify that all day. Because if you want to penalize the handicap, that's a life choice. No, I'm not, I'm not penalizing the handicap. The handicap, I found out many great ways to adapt. I'd be penalizing your character as you come to learn to adapt. So it's all about coming up with a convincing way, way to turn that around. Turn that around. Yeah, I'm yeah. comfortable with license. If you haven't lost at least one hand, you're nobody in the Star Wars universe. I feel like that's true. You know what I mean? Like it's all about becoming greater and better. And maybe that could be in store for you if you can survive. And that's a big if because hey, hey, you like, you like to jump out of starships while they're going and things like all that. Well, like there's a deleted out. scene actually between like Darth and Luke being like, oh, "It sucks to lose your hand, but at least they didn't chop or your dick off." And they laugh as father and son would. Yeah. <laughs> it was deleted obviously because it didn't fit the tone. <laughs> and it's, it's one of my favorites. Skywalker boys hung yeah. like banthas. Yeah, hung like banthas. I'm gonna start making notes for what to call the episode. <laughs> I don't think you have to make any more notes. Nothing's gonna stop that. Skywalker boys. Oh, I, I wrote down hung like banthas. Yeah, Skywalker boys is good too. <laughs> uh, okay, <clears throat> I, I am of course David Crennan, uh, America's DM, quote unquote, and uh, I am here to. Part the blast doors of reality once again. As we pass through. So this is not a nice suburban Southern California apartment. These are not pleather seats we're sitting on around a good wooden table. Leather? Actual leather? I, I, I don't know. I hope it's not actual leather. I pleather. Just, I don't like it. Yeah, nice pleather seats we're sitting on. <laughs> uh, you guys are actually sitting in the pleather seats of the Dupio Drift. Your... Corellian Light Freighter. That is what you guys last decided on is the name. We? The Dupio yes. I don't know why you keep... We did? Wow. You may have been comatose that session. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes it's just one person deciding all of our shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one with the power to choke you out by looking at you. The angry Wookiee. You guys hear some muttering coming from back in sick bay, where uh, Malcolm Jane, Malcolm has been pretty much unconscious for the last... Actually, it's probably been a couple days because you're over at Honky Tonk Station. 
chronology is not that important here. But it's been a little <laughs> while because you got your ship repaired. This Have is I healed not up at all. Yes. Yeah. So you are. Uh, you've still got these critical wounds because you're going to need extended back to treatment. Um, so you still have, I think, four critical wounds on you at this point. <laughs> um, which means we're adding, if you go below zero again, we're adding plus 40 to whatever the roll is. That's huge. Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, get dangerous. Darkwing Duck reference! Yeah! yeah. yeah. I'm into McQuack! Yeah! Gizmo Duck! I feel yeah. like I'm in a live action version of a BuzzFeed article. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> References to things from the 90s! Ducks fly which, together! Which Darkwing Duck character are you most like? <laughs> I'm Goslin. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Hooter? Honker? Honker. Honker? I'm Mega Duck. Mega yeah. Duck was pretty fucking cool. He's the coolest. Did you guys ever watch the Twin Peaks episode of that? I sure did not get that for 15 years. Twin they go to Twin Beaks. A- Twin Beaks. Oh, and really? Bushroot's body wraps, washes up on out of a river, all wrapped up in plastic wrap, dead. Are you sure you didn't like dream this? Yeah. No, no, no. It's I. You know, okay, you know what I'm talking about. I'm it is extremely it weird. Now. So, <laughs> to bring us back, this is not comfortable pleather seats. These are the even more comfortable seats of the Dupio Drift, where <laughs> whoever's in the captain's seat, which I think was actually Nawanda, the Jawa guy who flew you in, mm-hmm. sitting there going. Yeah! Oh, what is going on? Adara uh, just looking over the seat behind her. Still looking pretty fucking fetching here in 1980s Karen Allen. Beautiful raven black hair spilling down, kind of tussled down to her shoulders, wearing her uh, Karelian nomad greatcoat over, you know, but just partially open so you can just see a little bit of the upper chest. No cleavage, but just it looks cool. What about Lorik's cleavage? You used the word tussled down about her hair. Like, I imagine there's giant airbrushing drawings mm-hmm. of her at your apartment. Like, just oh, with I dark pixies one. all around her. Mm-hmm. Dark pixies. Good reference to Crit Juice. That's right. Yeah. Listen to Crit Juice. There we go. Listeners. I feel like that's like a very George R. R. Martin like description you did. He's very sparse in descriptions, yet you will know the size, shape, and color of every nipple like that every woman has. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like that was a tasteful description. It was tasteful. It was it was tastefully creepy. It was. Great. I get that a lot, which is not a good sign. It'll be on your tombstone. Okay, enough about David. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to escape reality. Yeah. So, uh, the darkness is gathering around you guys as you descend deeper and deeper into this very, very large asteroid. Is the sound that you're feeling around you as this platform is lowered down, down, just squarely cut into the darkness, this little patch of starlight above you going smaller and smaller. And even now when you look up, it's like the size of like a postage stamp almost before there's a final thud. And you see some sort of hatch or something far above you guys shut and you're in total darkness. Through the front windows, you just see darkness black, other than the little landing lights that might be on your ship. So maybe just a bare patch of it looks like just plain cement, bare cement, is what you can see outside. And you can see about four feet of that, and then just blackness beyond that. Um, even inside, there's like the cabin lights are on, the dashboard lights are going, um, kind of lighting everybody up. So Lorik's right there. Malcolm, you're just coming to Gippy. Where would you be? Ambling towards the cockpit. To, and basically trying to, like, squeeze in and, like, see what's... Excuse me, I just wish to view it. It's like, but where have we landed? And then I'm just kind of, like, just 
assaulting people with my girth, whoever's still in there. Just bonking people out of the yeah, way. Well, yeah, just basically just pressing up against them. They're easy, the secretions are easily leaving extremely Big viscous, greasy marks. Yes, big greasy marks on, on everybody. And uh, I would like to uh, roll a perception check if possible. Absolutely. Like so uh, See out. Uh, just one purple. Derek, what would Derek be up to? Uh, Derek is still... You know, taking the fact that he withstood a lot of heat. Um, and then it just dawns on him, like, oh, like it was pretty dark, but the lights are kind of all flashing now. He could have, you know, slightly brushed up against Adara. He's <laughs> like, ah, yeah, there's rats. Ex- especially given the little shake of the ship as it comes down, oh. you do like a little, like, I lean the, too far the, into what? her. Yeah. Uh, this, this ship, you know? Yeah. But he missed his window. Anyway, Adara. Turns to Derek. Probably doesn't think much of that. What did you roll on your perception check? I rolled one success and one advantage. So it looks like smoothly machined, like concrete. Almost would look like you're in an enormous empty garage or hangar. Yeah. Uh, Gibby's eyes are pretty well cataract. Uh, like, uh, would there be any other like kind of sensory information that would tell me about where we are? So it smells like nachos. My, yeah. my other senses are keen. You smell the recycled air inside the spaceship cabin here. Especially my sense of touch. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Probably smells incredibly stale because you've, again, been in this spaceship for a while. Mm-hmm. Still a little bit of stink of Jawa from Honky Tonk Station. Delicious. The smell of the grease lubricating Derek's joints. Mm-hmm. Arousing. And uh, Wookiee <laughs> hair. Other than that, you just hear kind of the humming of the oh you hear the beep 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 of your nav computer going in the dashboard there that's showing just flashing like location reached location reached the very coordinates from that ancient observatory you also notice like a little like lights on and shit like that representing that you're out of sensor range i have a bad feeling about this No, yeah, okay. So, we have, have we done that one yet? No, we haven't done okay, that one Okay, wow. Adara turns towards you. I think I'm beginning to believe you. The Rakatan Empire. You know what that means? They like to exist in pitch black tombs under thousands of feet of concrete. If we can come back with, with one holocron, something, we're going to live like royalty. We can name the price. She starts to, start to get that little greedy gleam in her eye. Well... Guess that is if we can get out of here. Derek thinks for a second and goes, This is crazy, but maybe this will work. <laughs> and he goes, Open sesame. The uh, <laughs> the hatch to your. And I guess when you hit that, Nawan hits the button to open the hatch on the ship. <laughs> uh, yeah, the hatch opens up. Oh. Malcolm, you come up to the cockpit probably around the time things end here. You've just come around. You've been out for, like I said, several days following your kind of passing out. So you're at full strain, full wounds now. You're healed up. Four critical injuries on you now, which means any further critical injuries is danger zone. Highway to the danger zone. Uh, where was my arm again? It was here, right? It was cut off right below the elbow. Flip. Left arm. Okay. Yeah, left arm below the elbow. You call that. Uh, you happen to wake up being spooned by somebody. There's a very small medical bay, just one cot. And you wake up and you realize you're being spooned by black leather clad form gun? of gun. Who is also unconscious? Uh, What's spoon? Like, is there is spoon mean something else in Star Wars? Like, we share <laughs> different pods. Like, what's a spoon? You guys mean? were just cozy. And you guys had to kind of snuggle up to fit onto the same med bay together. You're the little spoon. 
That's what mm. I was going to ask. I'm not sure who the little spoon is. He's taller than you, I think. How tall is Malcolm? Seven, eight. <laughs> he's, a, he's just like a couple he's inches taller than tall. I have an ability called Big Spoon. <laughs> I'm the Big Spoon in any situation. In any situation. But that means you no, he's taller than the me. hug. Uh, Are you the huggy or the No, hugger? he landed, he landed yeah, he, in the he nest. He in. Or the cave. The pleasure cave. He came into <laughs> the pleasure cave. Um, what does that mean? I don't know. He had uh, sex with you? No, yes. but he's just... if He's coming in... He's looking for something. You can see he's still hooked up to hooked up to some IV drips and things like that. Uh, you can still see uh, his mass is well. It's probably been fixed up with some sort of instant fast foam, plastic foam, or something like that. So it's still messed up, but it's contained. Yeah. So you can see it's like badly cracked, and then some sort of like plastic hard foam has, has kind of been sprayed on to like seal it off. So I'm gonna reach over and take a scalpel, and I'm about to slice his throat. Okay. And then I remember, as much as I hate him, we were there for each other in that fight. Like, he, he, he brought me back from the edge. So then I put the scalpel back down. So you put the scalpel back down, coming back from the edge of murdering him. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's not how he... If, if I'm going to murder him, it's going to be face-to-face, not spoon-to-spoon. That's more believable, I think, for Malcolm. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, you uh, come up to the cabin. Your arm doesn't hurt with that searing pain it was before. One more question. When Adara re-double-crossed us... Mm-hmm. She took back the fiber, right? Didn't she take the fiber from me? Yeah, she did. Okay. Okay, front ramp is down. Yeah. They're standing the, there at the top of the ramp looking out into the darkness. I just had two random words and the door opened. Did everyone else take that in? <laughs> it makes no sense. Why would the words... I mean, open kind of does, but the word sesame. <laughs> Think about it. That's a thing now. <laughs> uh, would everyone be going out? Well, so I, I wake up. Says Adara. When I blacked out, we were trying to get away from... That's right. You passed out on the ship, so you don't also don't know that Typhon soon is dead. As you do stand up, the other thing you notice after your arm not hurting so much about is the weight rattling on your hip there of Typhon Soon's lightsaber still firmly clipped to your belt loop. So I have two lightsabers now? Yeah, but one of them doesn't work. There's right. the lightsaber you found on the ship. That one seems to be missing some component. And then you have Typhon Soons, which seems to be a totally fully working lightsaber. It's all coming back to me now. Like that yeah. was, It was in that fight, and you've I blacked out, out right after that. Yeah. yeah, you've been out for a while. It is coming back to you here. And then you... <laughs> keep in mind, though, that if you ever roll Despair, since you're not training the lightsaber, you're always going to get at least one red challenge die. And if you ever roll Despair... Uh, you probably slice off another limb. I'm like, hell yeah, and I go to flip it around, turn it off, <laughs> slice off my other arm. So Dar goes, well, who's going out? I know I am. Yeah, me too. Lorik's going to head out. We'll go in pairs. You guys be the grope group. Yeah. And, what? and then you and I will venture forth together <laughs> behind them. Come along. I don't need your protection. Whatever kind of creatures here, I'll have to. You'll need to beat them away from me. <laughs> Should they sense my animal magnetism? So all together, you guys exit this craft into this dark unknown. Out of the darkness, we're daddy. I knew I'd been here before. <laughs> Quickly back on the ship. <laughs> I guess uh, Gun will be watching the ship. Well, Gun is still unconscious. Yeah. Uh, Adargo's Nwanda. You stay on the ship and watch it. Yeah, okay, boss. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? The job just watches her walk by. Yeah, because she wasn't on the hey, ship. Hey, I'm or... in the fucking pilot seat. And the Melissa McCartney pilot's dead, right? She's dead to us. Casey? Is it Dame Maggie Smith? It was Maggie Smith? Dame Maggie Smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adara, you know, Dark cuts in. She'll be fine. She's got a tougher tougher scrapes than that before. I'm sure she's okay. <laughs> it cuts so on two that... skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm, I, I'll just follow Gippy. He's mm-hmm. like I have no idea what's going on. I'm out of it. I don't. You'll catch me up. Are there any other weapons on the ship? Yeah, you guys probably have whatever basic like weapons your character sheet would have. Vibro axe. Vibro axe, blaster, or blaster rifle. But it's a heavy, so would I be able to pick up? Yeah, you could use your heavy blaster rifle. I will give you setback die on that. Like this. Uh huh. Unless, so you're, you would balance it on your nub. I don't want to say nub, but yeah, over your, your <laughs> yeah. stump. Is that better? Nope. <laughs> Daniel, let's roll our force pool real quick. One darks. Yeah. Two leet. Two light side. Thank you. Uh, one dark side. One dark. Great. The dark side is ascendant and my roll. Yeah. God damn it. Balance in the fucking force. So you guys all leave the ship together. Clouds of dust are kicked up around you. Guys, you probably have like whatever expeditionary backpack on with like whatever. Somebody's got a light, flashlight thing. As you guys exit the ship, so no one is like, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. Suddenly, the silhouette of God staggers into view on the top of the ramp. Even as you guys are standing down at the bottom, Dara turns around to face him. Gun, you're gonna stay here, all right? You're no shape. And he just ignores her and just like, you can see he's kind of leaning heavily on the uh, edge of the ship and like walks down to follow you guys. Gun, this is an order from your captain. Stay on the ship and rest up. You are not in any shape to come with us. Adara, wait. Bring him with us. If we are lost, it should be easy to know who to eat first. Uh, Gun ignores all this and just points <laughs> right at Malcolm and at his missing arm. And points at himself, keeps on walking down. You're not coming with me, Gun, and you're gonna keep it safe for us when we get back, alright? With lots of money. Alright, think about the money. He just shakes his head and keeps on following you guys down the ramp. So I pointed him, I pointed my arm, and then I start walking back up the ramp to the ship. And when he starts walking back, I'm gonna close real quick and run off. So he's trapped in the ship. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do one of those things. Assuming that he can't figure out how to operate I the he's door. Put a grenade in his pants. <laughs> 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 I don't do that. Yeah. And since he's not a dog, he could probably figure out how to operate the ramp again. But how? Because he can't say the uh, open sesame. Oh, right. how it operates. Yeah. That's true. He wouldn't be trapped. <laughs> he wouldn't be trapped. <laughs> uh, uh, Can we give him a mild sedative? Actually, Dargo's. Sounds like a pretty good idea. Gun, if you don't get up that ramp right now, I'm going to kick your ass. That's not a sedative. That's an instigation. I'm going to knock him out. That we have chemicals. What are you doing? I'm already thinking. Stop this. <laughs> <laughs> she turns over to you, Malcolm. Adara turns over to you and goes, Okay, gun, have it your way. Malcolm, knock this guy out. I look at him and like his face is all like, I'm not going to hit him. Gun walks past all you guys down onto the ground and just turns to face you, Malcolm. And gives you the little like, bring it. Wait, don't start shit. I wasn't going to knock you on your ass. But if you start waving at me, it's lights out. He lifts one finger up in front of your face and just like back and forth. Oh shit! <laughs> it's go time. Listen, we're trying to find the treasure. We don't have time for your lover's quarrel. <laughs> uh, Dar goes, "Go easy on him. It's not going to take much to knock this guy yeah, down, right?" Gonna, yeah, I don't want to kill him. I own my life. You hear the snicked over as a gun slides out his van braces. And I'm Indiana Jones him and just pull out a gun and shoot him in the forehead. Okay, roll it up. <laughs> Non-lethal. Just lightsaber. Non-lethal. <laughs> Go easy on him, all right, Malcolm? Don't worry, he saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, falls in half. Okay, what am I rolling? No blood. I wasn't going to make you get back on the ship, but now you're just being a goof. He's standing in just one of the basic landing floodlights that shine down off the ship, illuminating kind of a big circle. Ground's dusty, dust that's settled over hundreds of years. Um, 
and waving his finger in my face. He's standing at that wall, and then, yeah, until you come towards him. He's giving me the sass. As I told him, I'm not going to make you get back on the ship, but you wave your finger in front of my face, I'm going to knock you out. Yeah, okay. So it's your move. So, so, so you want initiative. Yeah. Okay. So he falls back into a ready stance. Yeah, and he pulled out his blades. Yeah, his van braces, which are the real weapon. I don't, in case people didn't know that, that's in one of the uh, books, van braces. It's a pair of retractable long blades that you can fight with. It's yeah. a super cool weapon. I'm just meleeing. I'm not going to... Truncheon? Yeah. Tops. And I look at my left arm, and then I just... My truncheon's on my waist uh-huh. behind me, so I just pull it out, and I look at him, and I just swing. Do, do you oppose, or do we just roll against each other? Just two purple. Two purple. Okay, so you come up at him. That's not... Yo! He's going night-night. Uh, <laughs> Forever. <laughs> His head just twists right so around. So that's one threat, two success, and a triumph. Okay, that's enormous. Uh, so he's standing in this circle of light. You're going to have to walk up to him. Yeah, I don't want to hit his face again because that's just his mask is already messed up. Totally. So I'm going to hit him right here. Right in the middle of the yeah, chest? Just, yeah. Okay, so he drops into his ready stance. His blades come out, lunges forward as you come in and just... I fake with the left. And he's like, he goes to block, he's like, wait a minute, you don't have a hand. And then it's right to the chest. (laughs) I like it. Okay, so you hear like a (laughs) sound from his mask, uh, and then he drops to his knees, and he's down. You also have a triumph on that, so you want your triumph to be that you... I take his arm. You want to tell me how it looks? And attach it to mine. Oh, his band braces, could I take one of those off and borrow it? Yeah, yeah, somehow. Could you solder the lightsaber to it? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! You're gonna replace your arm with that, so you're just like, yeah, or like yeah, like ash, ash. like yeah, instead yeah. of like a chainsaw, you've got a lightsaber. You got a fucking retractable <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> but I just want to borrow it. I'm not going to keep. It. I would give it back to him. You explain to him as you bring the truncheon <laughs> down on his head. I'm gonna borrow. No, this. he's unconscious. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I uh, get the van brace from him and hook it up. That's I, fine. I borrow it. Can I? Can I fit it here? Yeah. yeah. So it's basically, and it's about as long as your forearm. So you could like flex your bicep, and then you'd have a blade that about as long as your arm. Okay. Yeah. Seems so perfect. I'm gonna borrow it, and then I'm gonna pick him up over my shoulders. Okay. And I'm carrying back to the med. Dar just shakes her head at the idiot. Uh, you drag him back inside, and you come back out a minute later with a uh, leather metal sheath thing with this van brace that comes out, and you're testing it with the kachink, kachink, kachink. Derek makes a mental note of blades coming out of. An arm. <laughs> I was the inspiration <laughs> Hellboy and Wolverine, the same character. This is my favorite. You're the inspiration for Star Wars Universe Wolverine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's in every universe, right? And I wrote a note on his chest that says, be right back with that. And okay. I put a little arrow. Great. Okay. And a heart. He, he wrote it with arrow the blade, the though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, great. So Adara shakes her head at how stupid that is. You guys... <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she's shining her light around, and the light beam just goes down. Like, doesn't hit a wall on the other end. It's like, you put it up, and you can see the ceiling that's maybe 50 feet above you. It's this, this really giant, it seems almost like it must be a hangar. You can kind of see that the ground, like I said, everything's covered with a thick dust. Um, and just as you guys are scanning around, you see the light plays across the edge of a spaceship, but it's a very old looking one. Meaning that it's not a style you've seen in a long, long time. Almost looks like a SR-81 Blackbird. It's got that, it's got long tapered wings to go out and a long front. Uh, Almost looks like that, but a little squatter and kind of a dusty reddish orange color. You also see, pointing in another direction, somebody sees 
a red light blinking on and off, maybe 60 feet away from you. Did I, I'm still searching my feelings, and if I know them to be true. Roll the force die. Oh, oh light side. You, you close your eyes and focus on your inner thoughts, and you feel the artifact thrumming with its own this intensity. And it's an ominous, almost overwhelming feeling of energy and power coming from it. It doesn't feel necessarily good or bad. It just feels like a lot of like raw power. And then the other thing is you feel, though, underneath that as if the presence of your master is very nearby. Well, um, I will inform Adara, uh, you have now jumped to the top of the most electable list. Beyond notice, you look pretty tasty yourself, Gippy. That's true, but I assure you there's far too much gristle. And also, if we're in a situation... <laughs> little where drawn butter, and you'd be fine. If we're in a situation where there's no more food, I assure you I can outlast you. <laughs> she looks well, like... Intimidation like, roll. Uh, is it intimidation in this game? Isn't there? Coercion. Coercion. Thank you. Coercion. Essentially, I'm... Trying to coerce her to uh, to stay on the straight and narrow, to know that she's on notice, that I'm not to betray betray myself or my allies. Okay. Pretty sure she's gonna betray us. I'm pretty pretty. Well, I, maybe not. Maybe it's gonna be. Maybe she's gonna have some setback die if she tries to do that shit. Okay. Oh. Let's see. So go ahead and make a coercion check. Just saying. Coercion against her cool, I believe. Fuck. So dude, <laughs> that's two red and a purple. Thankfully, I'm extremely intimidating. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> that's a there. wash. That is a no one threat. So now she's angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She turns to you and goes, just gives you an ugly, snarky face. You well, now to you. Well, now to you. I'm a pretty cool guy. I don't think so. I think I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty well. She, whatever is right. She flips her hair and turns away angrily. Fine, I didn't want to eat you anyway. So she walks over to the uh, ship that you guys saw. Derek, you said you're going with her. Yeah. What would the rest of you be doing? Going towards the red light. Red okay. light. Be nice. careful with my ship. You get over to the, the <laughs> ship, Derek and Adara, and you see it's a uh, canopy is down. Uh, can you give me a knowledge thing? Uh, yeah, I can do a knowledge. Give me that against. This is pretty obscure stuff. Four purple. Uh, four purple, uh, three green, and one yellow. Holy cow, you're good at that. Yeah. He's smart. <laughs> um, Nerd. <laughs> is it a success? Yes, it is a success and an advantage. Okay, great. So you know, you're looking at the shift and you're, what you're really doing is you're accessing your massive yeah. droid databanks of knowledge. Yeah. But it feels like you're just being really smart. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying and to impress Adara. You recognize, this is a style of ship that hasn't existed for an extremely long time. It's called a hunter class ship. And it was the last time it was used, and there's very few even diagrams or depictions of this, was by an now forgotten group that were the predecessors of the Jedi Order. Extremely old technology. Like, even just looking in the cockpit, things just look totally different. Like, you've never seen a ship like that, but it's a hunter-class Jedi Ranger-class ship. So, uh, Derek kind of relays all this to everyone, and then he's just like, huh... Why do I know this? <laughs> Must be all those comics I'm reading. <laughs> comics make you smarter. This is a lucrative business. <laughs> he says, mind is racing with this now. He's like, look at Dar. If we don't get an artifact or anything from in here, I have an idea that I think is going to make us really rich. 
All right. And then he and then he goes, "Whoa!" The ground, and he like bumps into her for a second. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she's not too bothered by that actually because she likes your your money talk. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hands she's... off the flame moth. That's why I'm naming that ship. My God, it's a doopy four, the quest for peace. <laughs> Quadrupy. Nice, you yell over there as you approach this red light. So you're getting closer and closer to that. You can see the silhouette of what this light is on. It's just actually in the middle of the room. You can see it's about the size of a, a grapefruit or something like that. And it's at ground level. It's just a few inches above ground level. And as you get closer, you see that there's part of a tall black pyramid. It's about seven, maybe eight feet tall. Black metal material. Um, just sitting in the middle of the room, your beams can finally catch the far wall now, which is another 300 feet beyond you. And it looks like there's some other shadowy shapes back there. It looks like a 10-sided die, if you can only see the top of the 10-sided die. So five faces to it, and it is just flush with the ground and then rises up to about a foot or two above your heads. And this red light's just blinking on it. The three of you, Malcolm, Gippy, and Lorik, would you do anything? Uh, would any kind of knowledge check help? A knowledge check would absolutely help. What's the difficulty for lore? Four purple again. Four purple? This is long forgotten tech. I'm going to use the force. Gippy sees the blinking light. Mind drifts to his space microwave. Mm-hmm. Where he heats up his space burritos. <laughs> but instead he remembers quite vividly... Oh. Hmm. With three successes and two threat. Okay. Exactly what the fuck he's looking at. Which okay. is... So you're examining it and you go, oh, this is weird. So it's actually something that's set into the ground. It must go below. It's just like it's sitting like a dock kind of mm-hmm. thing that's part of the ground itself. You're like, it's like a droid. It's like this is part of a really large droid. Um, your two threat is you go, it is a droid or whatever. And you, te- you put your finger on it. Right. And then... Lights suddenly go and start turning on, beginning at the extreme far end of this hangar, which looks like it's about half a mile across. Fluorescent lighting on the ceiling, like snap on, snap on, snap on, snap on, as they come down all the way down. Flying fools! <laughs> you can hear various sounds of machines or something like that starting to turn on. Some of the lights are like flickering, just clearly from age. And then this pyramid is sitting there, the red light goes solid, unfolding from the top of it along each of the uh, vertices five long black thin legs unfold down from the top of it onto the ground around the base it's a menace and then push and start lifting it up out of the ground and the walking see- eye <laughs> <laughs> yes like the walking eye kind of idea you can actually see the bottom of it is also looks just like the top so it actually looks like a d10 if it got pulled out a little bit so this whole thing is maybe 16 feet tall and oh, then shit. these legs are pushing it up off the ground as well. Maybe a little less than that, maybe 14 feet tall, but pretty oh, fucking okay. big. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're fine. Five metal legs push it up off the ground. This red light is just in the center of its body. Blinks a little bit. Blink, blink, blink. The legs are perfectly seamless, but they seem to be able to bend at joints wherever they need to. It looks like a da- weird daddy long leg thing. It begins to... <laughs> it kind of scuttles forward a little bit. The bottom point of it is maybe three feet off the ground, so it's just holding it just a bit in the air. Walks around in a circle, ding, 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 looking at all of you, and then goes, Robert, 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 and I turn to everyone, and everyone else, go, you're welcome. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again next week. Until then, may the force be with you.